Welcome to the Truth To You Daily Podcast, a podcast designed for teenagers who want to learn more about God's Word and how it impacts our daily lives. Journey with us as we set out to explore God's timeless truth one day at a time. Hello and welcome to the Truth To You podcast. It's Saturday, which means we've got a special interview lined up and Boy, I always enjoy these special days, and we've got a special guest here today that has well, just had a tremendous impact uh, on my life and, and my family's life, and uh, we're excited to have Evangelist Morris Gleiser with us here today, and um, I, if I could just for a second, uh, Brother Morris, if you wouldn't mind just uh, give us a little bit of context about how the Lord has use your family over the years. That'd be wonderful. Great. Well, thanks, Brother Scott. It's a joy to be with you and you. Uh, all those who are listening to your podcast, I think this is just tremendous. I'm honored to be a part of it. Um, thank you for the question. Uh, I'm very grateful for the uh, family in which I grew up. Uh, my mom and dad were faithful. Faithful. We often call them laymen in a church. They were just servants of the Lord, and uh, they worked and served in so many capacities. I grew up in a good Christian home. Uh, God originally uh, broke my heart and gave me a passion for teenagers and my very first ministry was in Tampa, Florida. After I graduated, my wife and I got married and and made our way down to the Tampa, Florida area where I spent 14 years in youth ministry. Didn't think I'd ever leave, but during those years, God began to speak to my heart about full-time evangelism. I had such a passion and desire to just to preach more. And, uh, and a door opened for us to uh, move out west and to uh, be a part of the Bill Rice Ranch, West Branch, and to be the first director of the camp and mm. to uh, uh, direct that camp. So I really got my, my fill of some good opportunities to lead a ministry with preaching and so forth. And then after uh, five years there, I really wanted to get our, our family back into a local church ministry again. And we moved to Kansas City, Missouri, where I was given an opportunity to be a youth pastor again. So for six more years, I served in that capacity, knowing full well that at some point I would go into full-time evangelism. And, uh, and so around, well, really in the middle of 2000, the year 2000, we stepped out by faith and... Uh, and took off in doing what I do now. I've been doing this full time. The Lord just had opened many doors and uh, given me opportunities to preach at camps, youth rallies, and a few church meetings that I began to realize this is what the Lord has prepared me to do. And so wow. that's what we've been doing. So it's been a local church and now traveling from one local church to another to another. That's yeah. terrific. And it's been a great blessing to have you here with our church. It's been a delight. Um, meetings going well. Amen. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to um, even having you back in a few years. But, um, you know, th- these questions, some of these questions here are given by the teens. And this next one was, and um, one teenager asked me, hey, could you, could you ask him how he knew the Lord wanted him in ministry? Yeah, that's a great question. It really is. And... It would vary from person to person, I will say that, but I can tell you how things happened for me. Um, I just was serving the Lord as a teenager and finding areas in which I could just be of service in my local church, helping my youth pastor, trying to be an example to others. I didn't I didn't just try to put on a show or anything. I just tried to be a good example. I just tried to serve the Lord, tried to go be a faithful witness. Hmm. And 
some doors began to open up for me to uh, to speak, give a devotional over here, and to uh, to to preach a message over there, to to work in vacation Bible school. And as uh, those doors began to open, I began to realize how much I loved it, and I just wow. enjoyed it so much. And uh, I always thought that God wanted me to be a uh, um, a doctor, a medical doctor. Oh, wow. And so when I went off, when I graduated from high school and went off to college, I, I went off to college to get a medical degree, and I went into a pre-med degree. Wow. But I was miserable in my freshman year realizing this is not what I want to do. Wow. I want to serve the Lord in ministry. Huh. And so in the middle of my freshman year, hmm. I went in and changed my major to a, a Bible emphasis degree. And... Uh, so it just the doors began to open, and it happened for me to answer the the question in a succinct manner. It was uh, just a burning desire to yeah. to serve the Lord, yeah. and uh, I couldn't believe that He wanted me to be a preacher because I was a quiet and shy kid, didn't really want to thrust myself out in front of anybody else. But boy, I love to just take the truth of the Word of God and and to to proclaim it yeah. and to challenge others. So how did I know? It was, it was just, I was involved in ministry, and I realized this is what I want to do the rest of my life. It was a strong, urgent desire. Wow. Wow, that, that's neat to hear. And I, I, did, I didn't know that about your freshman year in college. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's in, neat. And I know that'll be encouraging to, to hear, um, you know, sometimes um, the Lord changes our plans. And uh, I know s- so many college students who, Absolutely. you know, have found that to be the case. And right. uh, I guess there's an amount of flexibility that we all have to have. Yes, um, and just being right. willing to follow the Lord when He I, says go. I, I got to tell you this: it's it sounds funny now, but I was sitting in in chapel there in college, it's Christian college, and uh, the preacher that day got up and he said, on this particular day, it was in September, so it was early in the school year. He said, he said, God woke me up this morning with a real burden for somebody in this building today. Wow! And it was like the entire building emptied, and it was just me and him. Wow! And he his sermon was stop doing what you're doing and start doing what God wants you to do. Oh wow! That was the title of his sermon, <laughs> That's and it was like, I get it. Yeah. I hear you, yeah. Lord, it's loud me, and clear. Lord. It was me, and so that's the day I surrendered to ministry. That's terrific. Well, I appreciate you answering that. Yeah. Um, yeah talking about your your teenage years. Um, yeah. You know uh, there there. There, you know, and I look back on my teenage years, sure. and I can see things that, um, boy, were, were growth points in my life. Things and areas where, uh, you know, I struggled, and um, I it took you know the help of others, and you know, just to really bring me along a little bit. But I'm interested to know from your vantage point, what was one of your biggest struggles as a teenager, mm-hmm. and how did you deal with it? Yeah, boy. Well. There are many struggles that teenagers go through, but from a personal side of things, let, let me say this as a um, as a precursor. Uh, I, I, my dad passed away when I was eleven, mm. so I entered into my teenage years without that that strong male influence, yeah. and the I wondered in my life. What am I, you know, who am I? What am I supposed to be? Mm-hmm. I struggled with just being uh, a kid who's, uh, I, I didn't want to be known as a mama's boy, whatever yeah. that was. <laughs> and uh, I I had a little bit of an edge to me that included um, uh, just an attitude of, I, I, I want to be, uh, I don't want anybody to think I'm some kind of a soft kid. Hmm. But I think the biggest 
issue that I battled with was insecurity. Just mm-hmm. a sense of I didn't have the security of a dad, and uh, therefore it affected me. I mentioned a while ago that I was quiet, yeah. I was shy. A lot of that was based upon the fact that I just was insecure in my own skin. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was. Most teenagers struggle a lot of times with who they are, mm-hmm. and they exemplify it in different ways, sometimes in, in showing out and trying to be something that they're not. And, and in my case, I became just, just somewhat of a, not a recluse, but just insecure, mm-hmm. unsure of myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, if, I, if I tried something, I always felt like, well, somebody else did it better than I did. And I'm not the smartest kid. I'm not the best athlete. I'm not very good at anything. And so I just was insecure, and I thought, God can't use me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be of value to anybody. So the question has to be answered, you know, as you asked me, how did I deal with it? I think I thank the Lord for good, good quality men that were in my life. In my case, it was both my pastor and my youth pastor. Wow. My pastor was like a dad in many ways. I sought his counsel, and nothing that I said to him was too infantile or childish or dumb. Yeah. He listened to the cry of my heart. And my youth pastor was also a good counselor. But he was just always available. Wow. He was just always there, and he was—he uh, loved life, and uh, he made me believe in myself, realize that I—I I was usable of the Lord, mm. and I could be a servant of the Lord. I—I I didn't go looking for help, but yeah. God, in His grace, brought me help yeah. through those good men. Mm-hmm. And now we'll add this: I had an incredible mom who prayed me through some very difficult days, and um, and. I never knew how much she prayed for me until later on in life, but she she prayed me through some very difficult times and kept me from sin, probably just through her effective prayer life. Yeah. So I'd say that those were the biggest areas yeah. that I struggled with, wow. and that's how the Lord yeah. got me through it. Well, I appreciate your transparency yeah. with that, and I know that'll connect with um, quite a few of our listeners oh, who may be so. struggling with the same thing. It's things, natural so. to be nervous or unsure yeah. of yourself many times. Yeah, let's go on to the next question here, and um, this is sort of a fun one. Uh, you were, you know, a <laughs> youth pastor for such a long time, and what, what was one of the craziest things you've seen a teenager do at a teen activity? And I know there's a long list. Oh, <laughs> there is, man. There is. Uh, of course, your parents were in my first youth ministry. Yeah. I could tell some things yeah. about them, but I don't know of any crazy <laughs> thing that they did. They were just great people. Uh, man, it is a long list. I remember we had some... Uh, Activities in the early, early days. I've often told about some of these scary activities that I used to have. Okay. You, if you remember the old church down there in Florida, yeah. had a graveyard yeah. out there, and uh, we would take kids out there. You know, it's just crazy. I can't believe we did this. We'd take them through the graveyard and try to scare them in the graveyard. <laughs> and I'd have kids that would just lose control and take off running in every direction. And I remember, I remember, uh, I remember one boy flipping over a tombstone. He was just oh, so soul. out of control. He was running. <laughs> one kid ran into the fence. Uh, that was around the uh, the graveyard, and he didn't stop running. He just kept running, and and he he caused the fence to bend. Oh my! And soul. one girl got so scared she passed out on me three oh. times that night. And it was just a crazy thing, oh, crazy thing. And and, uh, and another act. I'm giving you just a few quick things. Sure. I I saw one night, one day. I had this the big this big ball and a big six foot, uh, big ball. I had two teams, two different sides. 
competing against each other. And the idea was that I would call a number out, and and uh, two guys would come running out to this big ball in the middle mm-hmm. of the field, mm-hmm. and they they were to push the ball across the line on the other side. But what I failed to think through <laughs> was that they needed to go on the other side of the ball to slow down their running. Oh. I, I had them going at full blast, and I called this number out, and all of a sudden I looked and I noticed on one end oh, I had no. this real big muscular athletic oh, no. guy, and I had a scrawny kid coming <laughs> in from the other side. Oh, and they both hit that ball at the same time. And the skinny kid hit it, yeah. and the other kid hit his hit the side on his side, yeah. and that that skinny kid went sailing <laughs> off of that ball in oh. mid air. I mean, I mean, he must have been six foot off the ground, and he went falling oh, backwards man. on his back. It was hilarious, but scary all at the same time. So. Yeah. I could think of more things, but those are some of the funny things that I can remember. Wow. Those are, those are great. Those are great. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you could write a book or two oh, I'm, about <laughs> I'm surprised I lasted as long as I did in youth ministry and didn't kill somebody in those activities, man. Oh, well, you've given me a few things to maybe, maybe <laughs> you work include, into the youth schedule. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, what to avoid, that's for sure. Um, all right. Let's move on to the next question okay. here. Um, what's one of the most positive things that, that you see in Christian young people today, yeah. would you say? Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you something. This thrills me, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and this excites me about kids. Uh, young people, I am, I've seen, when they, when they are desirous to live for the Lord, I'm seeing a, a passion in many teenagers that includes a worshipful spirit, and by that I mean mm. they are they sing out with a, a with an energy, mm. and and I've seen young people at camps and at youth rallies and chapels when they sing, I've seen them sometimes just close their eyes yeah. as they're singing and they're uh-huh. desiring to to sing unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. They're not just singing a familiar song; yeah. they're singing a song as if they're saying, "Lord, I do love you, yeah. and I'm passionate about you." Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't see that in some early days of young people. But I'm seeing young people. This is a positive that I'm seeing in kids. And, and I'm seeing kids that, that are really genuinely wanting to see God answer their prayer. Mm. And, and, I'm, and I'm hearing older young people talk about, about ministry, whether it be a mission field ministry yeah. or maybe going and planning a church somewhere and pastoring people and taking on the challenges of of uh, winning another generation to the Lord. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's always some disappointments in some young people, but you ask me, what are the positives? Yeah. I'm seeing some young people who really are having a worshipful spirit mm-hmm. and a desire to work for the Lord with uh, with all their energy. That thrills me. And yeah. I'm excited about the future. I know I talked to some pastors and some people who are mm-hmm. worried mm-hmm. about the future. And I get it. Yeah. There's some real concerns. Paul told Timothy that in the latter days, uh, these will be demonized controlled days. And I get that. Yes. But I'm also, along with that, seeing a lot of young people who are really desirous. And I use the word passionate. They're passionate about honoring the Lord with their life. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, could I just, in closing, ask you the flip side of that question? Yeah. Because you, you travel around, um, and uh, each generation ha- has its own you know growth points. And, and where they're all connected, there are some things that sort of rise to the service, sur- surface. You know, what would you say um, would be the opposite to that? What, what would you say is an area that maybe you see as 
maybe teens need to grow in a little bit? That's a great question, and I'll try to keep it brief. Romans 12, 2 says, and be not conformed to this world. The mm. word world there is the word that means age, the age, the society, the culture. And uh, as has been in any culture, there has been a pull of the flesh of young people to get involved with it. Yeah. And as you know, Brother Scott, today's culture is just inundated with a with a uh, a, uh, with a with a uh, with a wicked direction direction mm-hmm. a uh, a Sodom and Gomorrah leaning. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a culture that is uh, as unkind and untruthful to God's truth as I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the reason why some young people are so passionate for the for the Lord it's because they realize what they're up against. Yeah. On the other side of the fence you've got these young people who are who are uh, conforming themselves. They're accepting of things of this age, of mm-hmm. this culture, this mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And um and I'm I'm deeply concerned about that. Yeah. And uniquely enough, along with that, young people are more anxious, more fr- worried, more, uh, more. Uh, we we we've got a culture of young people who are uh, so. And I hate to say this, but overly dependent upon dad and mom. That where hmm. when they get old enough to leave the home, yeah. they move back in house and move, live in the basement yeah. and uh, stay with. Uh, their mom and dad for for years to come, and mm-hmm. a young man doesn't become a man that's right. like it like like he needs to, mm-hmm. and a young lady to be the young lady she needs to be. And I thank God for godly parents, but there comes a point in time when yeah. these young people need to not be so uh, full of anxiety mm-hmm. about their own future and realize that the same God that took care of their dad and mom and generations before will take care of them. Amen. And, uh, and that is a concern that I've yeah. grown to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've really, someone said to me just recently, and this caught me off guard. I don't have a statistic number, yeah. but there are a number of young people who are not wanting to get their driver's license. You know, when I was 16, I couldn't wait to get my driver's (laughs) license. But there's a lot of kids who are saying, I'll just let mom and dad drive Mm -hmm. me around. And they do so for many years to follow, which is just, I think, symbolic of the day in which we live. That's just a small little issue. Yeah. Now, again, I need need to quit because of time. But those are some of the things that come to my mind. And obviously, the effects of the world are taking a lot of young people down the wrong trail. And that deeply concerns me. And Mm -hmm. that's why we need to be faithful Mm -hmm. to proclaim the truth. That's why I'm grateful for you and your ministry that you believe in preaching and teaching of the Word of God. And uh, and to every young person who's listening, I would say you be be aware that the the Word of God is being given to you to help channel your focus on the Lord and to be grateful for those around here at Temple Baptist Church and School that's trying to direct you toward the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you, Brother Gleiser. I yes, really sir. appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us here on the podcast. I know our listeners um, are, are going to find this very helpful. And um, I encourage you to do so, teenagers uh, or parents or whoever's listening, if you have found this helpful, I, I encourage you, it's, it's never been easier in our day and age 
to share this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you can do that. I encourage you to do that. We want it to be a help to as many folks as it possibly can be. Hey, thanks for taking uh, just a slice of your time today to spend it here with us on the Truth To You podcast. We do hope that you will have a good rest of your day. Take care now.